I'm Paul Mackey, and I'm a bunch of idiot. I didn't even know, but I got it later. Today is day 25 of the Dog Days of Podcasting. I've had a long day, so this will be brief. You might be able to tell from the audio quality I'm built in on the laptop in the dining room here. So I've got creaky chair that I'm going to try not to creak. I've got a cat water fountain nearby that's probably going to bubble along, but uh, we're just going to live with that. So, the outside of Ivo's Grotto is near Phillips, Wisconsin, but the inside is a pocket universe. Inside a small room, Jeremy will experience a purge. Really Big Things, a serial by Paul Mackey. Episode 14, Purge. Jack grabbed Ivo by both shoulders and pulled him away from the bed. Ivo spun back but slumped, the fight leaving him as quickly as it had taken him. Ivo wiped away a string of mucus from his lower lip with a couple of trembling fingers. I'm sorry, John. I'm not sure what came over me. I'm thinking it's Jeremy you're going to want to apologize to, said Jack. Except he's unconscious again. Good, said Ivo cryptically. We'll want him out for what's coming. Jack groaned and carefully lowered Jeremy's limp form to the floor. Ivo walked to the small workbench and lit a propane burner. He placed a small dented saucepan over the flame and began heating some water. The room was small and windowless, with plain concrete walls resembling the hut that served as an entrance to the grotto. Along one wall was the workbench, and shelves upon which were arrayed many small jars and tins. Now, sighed Ivo, taking down a jar filled with small, dried bramble burrs of some sort. I know you have some apothecary knowledge, John. Do you recognize these? Jack paled, but said, I have no no idea. You are a poor liar, John. Ivo drew one of the burrs out of the jar with a long forceps and held it out toward Jack, who unconsciously edged away. I debriefed Suzette on the way down to the room this morning. Ivo carefully held the burr over the workbench while rummaging with the other hand. She says Jeremy said something about being warned about her. Yes, said Jack. I told him to watch out for Eric and Suzette. John, I will need your help for some time yet. Eric told you he could close doors from your use. I think I might send you for more of these. Jack was sweating now and paler, if it was even possible. Home. I dare say the price on your head is quite high by now. I'm sure you are not forgotten. Do you think they'd make you eat one of these? Ivo turned to the pan and took a small scissors, snipping a few of the tiny barbs into the pan. I'm sorry, John. I don't like to make threats. Can I count on your help? Jack swallowed a giant lump in his throat. Of course, Ivo. Good. I would hate to think that I misread you as badly as I misread Jeremy here all those years ago. Tears welled at the corners of Ivo's eyes, and he turned back to the bench. He busied himself with eyedroppers, measuring spoons, and scales while he continued. Jeremy seemed to have great importance somewhere down the line. I believe he has enough strength to... serve us still. Ivo gave the pan a stir and increased the flame. There's a lot of conflict and distortion now. More than one individual has done a great deal of mucking about inside his mind. The pan now had a large mound of yellowish foam forming inside. Ivo lowered the flame and covered the pan. Jeremy has a predisposition now to evil. Ivo turned off the burner. Sit him up, John. Jack pulled Jeremy up and propped him against the wall. Ivo approached with the saucepan. Jack couldn't help but ask, 
Will this kill him? Ivo shrugged. It might. I can't imagine how you managed to get so lucky. Chris was on the phone in his room. He had slept for about 11 hours. Once he had woken and gotten his bearings, he got up and found on the desk in the room a brand new camera, laptop, and a while-you-were-out message reminding him to call his editor. This guy is both rich and a fan of your stuff. Kept rhapsodizing about those sunset shots on the cricket pitch in Toronto from the last book. But what do I have to do? Just drive on down to Arizona and shoot a restaurant thing he's fond of. We don't even have to use it if it doesn't fit with our book layout. He's going to have a member or two of his staff go along for the trip. I'm telling you, this is more than worth it. I don't know. Something just feels odd about the whole situation. It's an easy trip he's paying for. Replacing your gear and your car. Just go with it. Jeremy rolled his head around and looked at Jack through heavy-lidded eyes. That tasted like shit sauce on crap with a side of shit. What was it? Then he passed back out of consciousness. So, what next? asked Jack nervously. Now we wait. I've never done anything like this. So, you're doing this to make Jeremy one of the good guys? Ivo chuckled a moment, then said, Sadly, John, it doesn't work that way. No, this will simply put him more on his own path. He still could be able to decide to do wrong. He just won't be as abnormally influenced to. Also, he wasn't going out and killing because of this. He was only susceptible to forces which actively triggered it. So he should just be a normal average guy. Ivo winced slightly. Well, that depends on how much structure is affected by the removal. He might... Ivo's thought was interrupted by a low rumbling deep in Jeremy's gut. Sweat began welling from Jeremy's pores, and his muscles began to twitch. A loud, involuntary belching sound ripped out from Jeremy's mouth. We need to get clear, said Ivo. Jack started to protest, but one of Jeremy's arms flailed out and landed right in Jack's gut, doubling him over. Jeremy fell to the floor, muscles twitching in increasingly violent spasms. Jeremy's head cracked loudly against the concrete wall. Blood flowed from a cut on his temple. Suddenly, Jeremy was conscious, propping himself up on his hands and gasping. Jeremy spluttered and choked, and suddenly his eyes bulged. He opened his mouth soundlessly. Some reddish fluid ran down his chin in a trickle, blood and saliva, and then a dark, gelatinous mass emerged from his mouth as he shuddered and twitched. Black jelly flowed from his nose and ears and ran from his eyes like thick tears. The black fluid all ran down to the main mass emerging from his mouth, and it all hung there quivering like a giant malignant ball of black snot. Then, as Jeremy once again began choking and gasping, the mass fell to the floor with a soggy plop. Roll him away, said Ivo, and he and Jack pulled Jeremy toward the workbench. Jack stared as the lump on the floor slid back and forth for a few moments before finally going still and melting into a syrupy black puddle. You've been listening to Really Big Things, a serial by Paul Mackey. Music is Chronodermis by Nanochrist. Find out more at www.nanochrist.com. Send questions or feedback to reallybigthings at gmail.com. Much like last time, the cameo performer needed to do more than a single line, and Brian Brown delivered. I'm discovering the majority of the cameos were either deadpan regulars or Farpoint Media personalities. Brian fits into both of those categories. 
you might want some clarification. So the black goo is the physical manifestation of an architecture that was unnaturally installed into Jeremy that created a tendency toward making bad decisions, where an ordinary person might have been 50-50 on the decision. Simple, right? It would appear that only the else was purged, and the construct of a middle-aged man with a Van Dyke beard still resides inside Jeremy's memories, guarding him against the memory of his own demise. We can hope, right? Well, on that note, I bid you happy hunting! You have been listening to the One Idget's Thoughts On podcast, produced by Paul Mackey in association with QuadrupleZ.com. Theme music is Too Good by Jack Mangan and is used by permission from him. If you would like to hear other podcasts by me, you might try The Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast about the TV series Slings and Arrows, or Idgetcast, an intro cast for the TV series Supernatural. Both can be found on fine podcasting listening software everywhere or at quadruplez.com. Nothing's tough but so are we.